What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken, and I just wanted to let you know of a special deal I've got going on for this bad boy right here. There it is. Judas Priest Cause and Effect Turbo. My book on the album Turbo from the band Judas Priest. Um, I just uncovered a box with a few more copies of it that are autographed. So if you have been waiting and looking for an autographed copy of Cause and Effect Turbo by me, it is now available for a very limited time. Like I said, I only found a few copies, but if you want a copy, it is yours for the having. So just go over to chrisakenbooks.com and it's right there for purchase. Just click on the one that says autograph copy and it's all yours, all right? So get it today one more time. Where is it? There it is. Cause and Effect Turbo, my book on Judas Priest. Peace. That is the gods of wrath. So some uh, classic metal church there for you. On on Easter. Yep. You some went to church on Easter. I did. I worship at the altar of metal. Good stuff. Yeah, no shit. Well, uh, since we love the celebrities so much, would you like to do some celebrity uh, stories? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Well, uh I'll send this, I'll send this link over to you. Uh, just, just looking at these pictures, it's just like, holy fuck. Uh, you, you know, when you, when you talk about the, um, movie world or people in who are actors and so forth, mm-hmm. the, for some of them, the obscene amount of money that, uh, some of these people make or have made or, or the, uh, things that they spend their money on. Okay. It's like, you know, I'm all for capitalism and I, and Hey, if you can make that kind of scratch and you can live that kind of high life and stuff, God bless you. But man, how much is enough? You know, (laughs) I mean, how, how I, you know, I live by the Lemmy rule and I know both of you, both you and I have a great respect for Lemmy and his philosophy in life. You know, Lemmy, uh, being the, um, icon that he was, and the life that he lived, I mean, obviously he had a successful band with Motorhead and, you know, people knew who he was and, you know, he, he toured his ass off until the day he died practically. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, he always had a very interesting take on life. His, his attitude was how many rooms can you live in in one time? Right. You know, and that, that always struck me because back in the nineties, when I used to drive a truck across country, my, my bedroom basically was the sleeper in that truck. And I was perfectly content. I had, uh, I had, you know, several changes of clothes. I had a few good books to read. I had some CDs. I had, it was a very simplistic lifestyle. And ever since then, even though I have a very nice home and I have a lot of nice things, it's not so overblown that, you know, uh, it would take tractor trailers full of shit to move me out of here. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and some of these, uh, celebrities who, who have some of these homes or numerous homes and stuff, you look at the estates that, that they have 
and you go, holy shit, how much of that can you possibly use? You know, how, how much, how much could you possibly use? And, and again, I'm not, this is not a bashing on it or, or being jealous or anything. It's just like, how much, how many cars can you drive and how many rooms can you live in? And how many, how many, right. how many swimming pools can you swim in? You know? That's right. <laughs> like, holy cow. But Hey, God bless them. But anyway, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Now, how big of an actor is Mark Wahlberg? I mean, in, in the scale of, you know, the, the most mi- minimal actor to the biggest actor, where would he, where would he fit in that scale? In your opinion? Top half. Really? Yeah. He's, he's a bigger name. He's definitely a, a pretty big name. Okay. Well, anyway, he listed his, uh, six acre Beverly Hills, uh, park estate, uh, for $87.5 million. <laughs> Hold on. Where's my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Almost $90 million for his, Oof. for his home. For his, his castle. Home. Yeah. His castle. Yeah. 13 years after purchasing the plot of land for $8 million and building his dream family home. And, and I noticed here's the other thing. People are fleeing California. Like, like nobody's business. Yeah. You know, uh, even our good friend, Steven Piercy, he moved to Las Vegas. I'm sure you're aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He, he bought a nice home in Las Vegas. This guy was a lifelong California resident, Southern California resident. Yeah. He, you know, he was brought up in San Diego and obviously lived in LA forever and a day. And he left LA. Yeah. He, he left California. He's in Nevada now. Don't you know? Him. And, um, who was it? Uh, who I think we were talking about him last week. Um, Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. he moved to Texas. Dude, they're all getting out of there. It's like, why should they give, why would anybody that's made a ton of money want to give, you know, 60, 80, 90% of their fucking money? Well, well, here's the thing. A lot of these celebrities, these, these actors, mm-hmm. They're, they're all about these efforts. And, you know, when it talk about like the illegal immigration and people coming across the border and stuff, these are people who talk their bullshit from their gated communities. And I mean, if you, if you see the photo of, of Mark Wahlberg's estate from above, the whole thing has a, the whole thing has a wall all the way around it. Of course. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Wahlberg is one of these lefty lunatics. Yeah, there it is. One of these lefty lunatics, but they have a tendency to lean to the left and are always, oh, well, these are mis- you know, unfortunate people and we should let them in and this, but yet they live behind their gates and their, their walls and stuff. Right. So he's got that big ass mansion that he built, tennis courts miniature golf course, uh, swimming pools. I mean, look at the size of that house. Yeah. It's monstrous. I mean, you could lose yourself in that house. Mm-hmm. Well, it's for the family, <laughs> but he sold it and he's getting the hell out of there. Do you blame him? No, I I'm not again. I, I, uh, my, uh, my whole thing with this, it's just like, if you could afford that kind of shit, God bless you for doing that. He probably has to do a movie a year just to pay the property tax on that. Yeah, no shit. I mean, what do you think the property tax is on a on a ninety million dollar house? A couple of bucks. Yeah, 
I, I'm sure it's probably a couple million just on the taxes alone. Yeah. Like, about, what do you think? Five million? Probably. Yeah. I mean, and that's look, just for the privilege of having this fucking yeah, place yeah, sit there. Look, look at that monstrosity. It that, is, it, it's, that, it's a castle. It's a massive. Yeah. I, it, it's literally a castle. And Dave, hey, if that's what you want, go get it. You know. <laughs> but see, I, I try to picture myself in, in, uh, these situations. Mm -hmm. I could, I could never use all that. There's just no way you could use that. Yeah. It's, it's a bit much. It's, it's yeah. gaudy. It's, it's I mean, definitely gaudy. That's I mean, for sure. Where, okay. You, you have a bedroom, you know, you need a place to sleep and you can have all the creature comforts you want in a bedroom. You could have maybe a really plush bathroom situation with maybe like a sauna or something really plush. Yeah. And you got a kitchen and maybe a living room and maybe like a theater room or something, mm -hmm. but then you got like 50 other bedrooms, other drawing rooms, uh, parlors, you know, it's just like, how much room could you possibly use? Dude, you never know when three or 400 people are going to stop by. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, this is not a criticism in any way, shape or form. I'm, I'm just talking about me. I'm talking about me personally. I don't, I could never use, a, I could never use the whole facility there. You know what I mean? Dude, doesn't it happen to you all the time that you just have that sudden need to go in the backyard and go golfing? <laughs> it's funny. Happens to me all the time. Sure it does. I mean, it's a beautiful estate. No, it's great. I mean, it's beautiful, but man, just a, well, number two is you got to maintain the place. Yeah, well, he's not doing that. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying he does, but you got to pay to have your your groundskeepers and stuff keep the mm -hmm. place up. I mean, look look at that place. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. It's monstrous. You you know what this is, dude? On some level, I honestly believe this. In Hollywood, these guys, the only thing they can measure their their dick with yeah. is their stuff. Yeah, you're right, and they all do it. They all, they all fucking buy like Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, another one, you know, guy that can't let you forget for a minute that his cock is fucking <laughs> the, the biggest in the town, you know? So what does he do? Oh, I'm selling. Oh, I'll buy another. Oh, here's an even bigger one. Here's well, a palace made of glass. Yeah. Well, that, that was the whole weird thing about Gene Simmons. He, he sold his big estate up in Beverly Hills right. to get the hell out of California, went to Nevada didn't like it, then turned around and sold his place in Nevada and bought a new place in California. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just didn't like living in the desert, I guess. No, he just did. It wasn't for him. Yeah, it just wasn't his cup of tea. How much you want to bet that was because he couldn't be seen as much? Maybe. That's a guy that needs to be seen all the I time. I guess. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is listed as massive six acre Beverly Hills, uh, park estate for $87.5 million, 13 years after purchasing the plot of land for $8 million and building his dream family home. The 50 year old actor initially splashed out the 8.25 million for the dirt lot in 2009 in an exclusive North Beverly park community located in the Canyon overlooking Hollywood and enlisted the help of architect, uh, Richard Landry 
of the Landry Design Group to create the home of his dreams. Now, more than 12 years later, Wahlberg is saying goodbye to the family compound he built from scratch, which features an astonishing 12 bedrooms and 20 bathrooms across 30,500 square feet of living space. Need that. 30,000 square feet. He's got a big family, Neely. <laughs> That's just the living space. Yeah. You need that much space. I mean, dude, how, how, how could you survive without it? Right. The uh, 267,335 square foot lot is nestled behind garden gates below Mulholland Drive in the ultra swanky area with neighbors, including Denzel Washington, Sylvester Stallone, Justin Bieber, uh, Eddie Murphy, and Samuel L. Jackson, and Lisa Vanderpump, to name a few. Uh, little, little surprise Justin Bieber can afford that. that. Dude. Justin Bieber is loaded. I know, but I don't know really how. I yeah, that was a question. I heard that he is like one of the most um wealthy music people out there. Oh, let's see. I, I just read something about that like a week ago that Justin Bieber is like filthy wealthy. And I'm not really sure where all that money comes from. Oh, he certainly is. 285 million. Holy shit. What did he do? What did he do? I don't know. Can't be from the fucking bad music. <laughs> he somehow parlayed his money into something. He must own something. He's, he's got to own something. Or he just was successful. It must be from touring because when he was hot, 2011, he made 53 million just in 2011. Yeah, that was that was uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Yeah, but when he was hot was probably a period of like five years. You know, multiply that by five, that's 250. And then he then he invested it probably or, you know, yeah. had some pretty good investments. But, you know, God bless that kid too. Yeah, good on how, him. How old is he now? Like 30? Like 30, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Right. Uh, a spectacular two-story entry uh, welcomes guests. I'm sorry, he's 28. <laughs> oh, well, he's almost 30. <laughs> Not even 30 yet. You got to turn 50 million dollars. Yeah, no shit. Fuck me. Yeah. Why? And there's another one. Got married. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, he was he was banging Celine Gomez or whatever. Yeah, Selena right? Gomez. Yeah. Yeah, that was a smoking hot piece of ass. I mean, his chick is hot. That Haley Bieber, she's hot. Yeah, I know, but how often can you, how many times you want to bang that one? I know this. She ain't $142.5 million <laughs> worth of hot. I I'm know assuming, that. I'm assuming you did the uh, 50% subtraction. I most certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't that hot. She yeah. may be hot, but she ain't quite that hot. Mm -hmm. There's nobody out there that is that hot. Yeah. If you got 200, what is it? 285. What? Yeah, you could you could hire all the hookers and whores you want. Yeah, and, and I doubt you'd have to hire them. I yeah. I doubt I doubt very much that there would be any paying for pussy from Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. True, absolutely yep. true. Justin Bieber could walk out his fucking front door and wave his dick around a little bit, and fucking four or five of them come running to it. They come flocking in. Yeah, they'll just come and take it. He would just have to give them a sandwich, maybe. Yeah. Just, just to give keep up their strength. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, good on him. Good. How, how much is Mark Wahlberg worth? Let's figure that out since he's got an 87 million. Yeah, a $90 million home. AHL. He's got to be worth a lot because of the Wahlburgers restaurants, too. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole another avenue. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, his net worth is $300 million. Yeah. Good on him. What's crazy is his brother's a successful actor too, but he's probably only worth like 10 million or something. Probably looks at him as the poor brother. Donnie Wahlberg. What's he worth? Yeah, he's only worth 25 million. Yeah, there you go. He's fucking damn near a streetwalker. Yeah, what a disparity, man. Yeah. He probably has to rent out one of the rooms in this fucking mansion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a spectacular two-story entry welcomes guests into the home and features a grand foyer with a dual staircase and gorgeous uh, wainscoting along the walls. Round arch, round arch hallways uh, throughout the home offer a more Roman design to the contemporary living space with a family room leading to the extensive library. Who has a library? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. You don't you know he's an avid reader? He's well known for that. <laughs> Marble flooring is used throughout the front of the home until guests reach the kitchen where dark wooden floors add an extra earthy element to the bright white designs. Double countertops with additional cabinets provide ample prep and storage space for the most amateur to professional chefs with a built-in top-of-the-line appliance to uh, complement the six-burner stove. Look at that. That looks that you know that that looks like uh, walking into Caesar's Palace or something. Looks like the scene from the Titanic. Yeah, no shit. Really does. Jesus. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's nice. But it is. It's beautiful. But it's just like how much of that space could you actually occupy or use? Yeah, that's a little too clean for me. Yeah. That's can, can I, I can't imagine living there. I'd be afraid of fucking knocking anything over well, always. Well, it's like what Cameron says in, in, uh, Ferris Bueller's day, day off living, living in this house is like living in a museum. Yeah. And that's what this looks like. Look at that. Jesus. That looks like my grandmother had a fucking yard sale. <laughs> Look at all, all that furniture is old looking. Well, it's, it's. You know, it's a very, uh, what, what do you want to call, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it just has that upper scale look about it. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's very like Royal. Yeah, I, I don't see going and sitting on any of this fucking furniture to watch that's, like a football game or that's something. That's kind of my point. Yeah. It, it just, it's, like, it's like a show. It's like a showcase. It's, yeah. it's like a museum. It's a show place. You know, you don't. You don't actually sit on the couches. You just look at the fancy pillows that are, you know, <laughs> and then you look at the coffee table book and you don't touch it though. Yeah. I, I just don't see the guy from the departed sitting in here to enjoy a nice fire or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I don't see it. So you have a snifter of brandy while you sit there and enjoy your fire. Yeah. I mean, look at this room. It's just I know. Awful. Let's see. Right, come on. Oh, the, let's, let, let's retire to the fire. All the throw pillows. Jeez, oh man. All the pillows. I mean, my, my, my place here is, is uh 2000 square feet. Okay. I use a third. Yeah. I use a third of it. 
it's like, I, I don't, I couldn't even imagine living, <laughs> living where you have multiple, multiple, multiple rooms. Dude, he has multiple living rooms in this living room. That's kind of my point. He's got one here. He's got one here. And then he's got one off to the, like where me and you are in the screen. Exactly. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But it's how people live. You know, people with that kind of scratch. Yeah. Kind of a generic kitchen though, for. Well, that's where the help works. Yeah. True. <laughs> that's where the lowly people stay in that <laughs> shitty kitchen. That's where the illegals work. Yeah. I think you could take the fucking ropes off these chairs and use them for some black actresses in oh, their hair. Yeah. Those are tiki chairs. looks like they're the, the fake hair that so yeah. many black actresses use. It's weaves. 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 It's, it's a weave. Yeah. With a WH weave. <laughs> a bright blue breakfast nook has wall to wall glass French doors and receive finishing touches with a sparkling chandelier and floral curtains. There One cozy room includes, yeah, there it is. One uh, cozy room includes a fireplace with a comfortable couch and extra wide crown molding along the ceiling. Upstairs, the primary room was a sight to be seen as it featured a sitting area with a full couch, chair, and ottoman set up next to the luxurious California king size four post bed. <laughs> if, See, I, I, I don't know. I look at this and I'm just like, it's all, doesn't this. I, I understand it's supposed to be regal and whatnot. Yes. This looks tacky to me. Yeah. Well, it's too much. Yeah. It, I it's, mean, it's, it's, it, which was kind of what I was trying to get to at the beginning of talking about this. It's yeah. how much do you need? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, this, it's just too much. This is so much that it's, it, it's almost offensive to look at. Like some of this shit is just ugly, but you're almost not supposed to say it's ugly because it's in such a fucking luxurious, like this shit up here, up here at the top. Yes. That is ugly shit. Yeah. But that's probably something designer and, oh, yeah. you know, and somebody would call it out as, oh my God, I can't believe you have a LaRue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you got LaRue's on your, on your curtains. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah whatever it is, you know, yeah. meanwhile, and, and this rug, which I'm sure probably cost more than my house. That looks like a floor mat and a fucking Mack truck. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, every one of those pillows on that, on that sectional, each one of those pillows was like $3,000. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like they bought, you know, all six pillows for 40 bucks at yeah. fucking bed, bath and beyond. <laughs> you were reading my mind. <laughs> yeah, they, were, I mean, they were bought at an exclusive boutique in Beverly Hills, and each pillow was made out of like like uh, some kind of um, Ethiopian people skin or something. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff looks looks ugly. Like, look at these lamps over here. These this one and this one. These matching. Yes, I'm. I guarantee each one of them is ten G's. Yeah, because it's made out of Holocaust Jew skin. <laughs> I hope not. I hope it's not, but Jesus. I mean, look at this shit. It's like, ew. That well, looks like some bad pottery. Well, well, here's the thing. You know, not only is the house massive, mm -hmm. and it's filled with tons of furniture. Yeah. 
when he moves out of this place, is he going to just offload all the shit or is he going to take it with them or is he going to put it in a storage or what is he going to do with it? It's coming with the house. There's nowhere you pack. He's going to pack up probably one truck's worth of shit. Yeah. That actually means something to and, him. And, and, and the rest of the shit comes with the house. Yeah. It just goes with the house. I can't imagine guys that have places this fucking size. I just can't imagine that they're, that they're lugging all this bullshit with them. Yeah. But the I thing get, is, is obviously if he was going to lug all that bullshit with him, as you so eloquently, put it, yeah, he's got to have a new digs to put it in. Yeah. That's what I mean. So why would he do? I, I guarantee you the sell the sell to the fucking wife is well, we'll just get a new place and you can redecorate any way you want. So the 90 million that he's asking for this place includes all the furniture and shit. Oh, it's for fully furnished, Neely. Yeah. Don't want to put anybody out to have to go and buy their own shit. He just, he just made it into a big Airbnb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, but, but my point about bringing this whole story up is just the excesses. I mean, how in the world could you possibly utilize any of this? Yeah. And why would you want to look at this? Shit. Right. Like Mark Wahlberg or what, what is that? He's got the M and R on the pillows, yeah. Mark. And what's his chick's name? Is that her retard? Who knows? <laughs> Mark and retard. Who knows? I don't know. What well, that's the bedroom. That's the bedroom alone. Yeah. The bedroom has a, has a fucking living room in it. It does. Look at all these dumb candles. I know. I guarantee each one of them is fucking probably 90 bucks. And it smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina <laughs> and gifted by Gwyneth. Exactly. What is this thing? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Maybe it's a fancy lacy Susan. They can put their drinks on there and spin it around. Who knows? Oh, you, have to, you have to lean in awful far to put your drink on that. Wouldn't you? No, I guess. Who knows what that is? Yeah, I don't know what that thing is at all. This <laughs> fascinating to me. Look at oh, here's a look how small that TV is. Yeah, I got a bigger TV in my bedroom than that, but it's got a bar. As I say, this is th that looks like this forty-two that I got right here. Oh, but that's that's the bedroom though. Cheap fuck. <laughs> that's that's the bedroom. You got a better TV in my bedroom than Marky Mark. Yeah the hell i guarantee you the the two doors there the one on the right and the left those are probably yeah. right into a dressing room oh I'm sure individual dressing rooms i'm sure they are his and hers yeah i'm not gonna share oh look at here's the closet <laughs> jesus christ are you kidding me look at how many drawers are in those bureaus look at how many bags this girl has shopped on all these fucking bags. I see him. Is this your sister? <laughs> she collects bags, doesn't oh, yeah. she? she used yeah, to. of course. Well, yeah. But look at those chandeliers. Yeah, in the closet. There's four crystal chandeliers up there that we can see. <laughs> there might be more. Yeah, probably to the to the back side of that picture. Yeah. Yeah, chandeliers in the closet. What the hell? Well, in case you ever need a shoe. I mean, some, some look at that. That looks like an old Kenny shoe store. Jesus Christ. 
Floorshine. That's Marky Mark's shoe collection, apparently. Remember, that? Remember Floorshine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Floorshine store. This is ridiculous. I know. So, What's crazy is these are this is open. Do you think there's shoes in all these closed doors too? Mm, could be. Look, you got this spot that's open and it opens up into another closet full of shoes. Either that's I'll bet there's shoes in all of these things. Probably either that or suits and ties or something. Well, I mean, I'm looking through this hole here and you can see more shoes back yeah. here. Yeah, it says uh, a dressing room appears to be designed specifically for Marky, Marky Mark. Marky with Mark. With features, athletic shoes covering multiple walls. Now, yeah, look, look to the right of that picture. You could see tennis shoes over there. Oh, yeah, over here. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Good Lord. <laughs> Again, how many shoes can you wear? My man has shoes. I guess he wears a different pair of shoes every day of his life. No, no he wears a pair of shoes every hour. Yeah. <laughs> different shoes for everything. I'm going to the kitchen. Let me grab some shoes. Right. He's Where's like, my he's, kitchen shoes? He's like Mr. Rogers. He's changing yeah. his shoes every other hour. <laughs> yeah. Every room has its own shoes. Right. I'm going to go to the, I'm going to use the living room shoes now. Well, for God's sakes, I can't wear black shoes in the basement. For God's sakes, that would be tacky. Seems like that's a lot of work. Well, he ain't doing it. I know. Well, my point is, is, is how much can you use? I, I don't know. Fireplace in the bathroom. Yeah, that that's definitely his chick's uh, hangout. But it has a bath. It's a bathroom, clearly, with yeah. a fireplace. Yeah, because it's got her got her makeup stand over there on the left. Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, I thought that was the shitter. No, no, no. That's the makeup uh, area. They probably don't have a shitter in this place. It's, it's a. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is celebrities don't shit because it because it doesn't stink. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, there's the gym. <laughs> God, if you put this on a, if you just put this on a random website, would you be able to tell if this was one guy's gym or if this was planet fitness, this was planet fitness or a hotel gym in Las Vegas. This looks better than planet fitness. Yeah. That, that looks like a gym that you might find at one of the, uh, more luxurious hotels in Las Vegas. Well, it is. It's at Casa de Wahlberg, apparently. <laughs> My God. Uh, My man's got some money. He does. That, that's my whole thing. It's just like, okay, well, you know, God bless you for making that kind of scratch in your career, but holy fuck. Right, now that is a cool room. I will oh, give him that. No, <laughs> that's what I was talking about. The movie screening room. That's pretty fucking slick. That, that's what a dude likes. Yeah. But see, for me, if, if I own this place, I'd have three places I hung out with the bedroom, the kitchen, and this room here. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What else do you need? Yeah. Maybe the gym a little bit, but maybe a little. Well, I mean, for him, I guess the gym is where he makes all that scratches by being <laughs> in ripped up shape. So I guess you probably got to spend a lot of time in there, but. But you got to have a trainer too. I think I'd have the gym in this room. Right. 
so I could watch that hundred inch TV <laughs> while I fucking hit the treadmill or whatever. Of course. Yeah, that's a fucking sweet room. There you go. It's a, it's I like a, that. It's a money theater. It's what it is. Yeah, if I had that room, Jesus Christ, that the hundred forty two million dollar wife would never see me. <laughs> I'd be in there all the time watching I'd movies. Be, I'd be sitting there just watching the big screen all day, yeah. serving, having having a naked girl serve me drinks. Well, what if this guy has a Roku? Probably not, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he probably don't need a $50 fucking device, right? Right. Jeez. Yeah, if I had that kind of scratch, I would sit there, watch movies, and I would have a naked girl serve me drinks. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It's like, all you have to do is bring me drinks when I ask. Yeah. And all you have to do is be naked. That's right. Maybe stir, put that little straw in your, in your pooter and stir my drink with it a little bit. Just for, because, because you're my whore and I no, want no, you to whore it up. You know, now get out of my way. You're blocking the screen. Yeah. Now scram. <laughs> Go wait over there until I'm ready to get my dick sucked. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't understand why rich guys just don't do that. Yeah. No, got to get a, got to get a ring. Got to get married. Sure. Let me give, let me give up half. I have Marky Mark here. He literally, and I'm sure he's married, but. Uh, oh, he, he is married. Yeah. So it's he has his family home. Yeah. So he clearly <clears throat> had to make some decision at some point where he said half of everything I've earned, I could potentially lose to this broad. Right. And said, okay, good idea. I'll do it. Right. Perfect. And she'll never, she'll never cause me an issue. She's so much the right one that I'm willing to sacrifice that. Right. Wow. What a fucking fool. <laughs> uh, if the bedroom wasn't enough, the closet was surely, uh, coveted with the room for the entire shop's worth of clothing to be stored in a custom cabinetry, multiple yeah. crystal, crystal chandeliers. That's what we're talking about. Uh, from the ceiling, another dressing room appeared to be designed, especially for Marky Mark's dark wooden furniture, athletic shoes, covering multiple walls, <laughs> multiple walls, yeah. multiple Wahlbergs. <laughs> Mark, Mark. I wonder if he has a Wahlberg's built into this place. Yeah, he probably has a burger stand down there. Pro I mean, probably a fully staffed. <laughs> exactly. Place. They're just there in case he needs a burger. Hello, Mark. Welcome to Mark Wahlburgers. <laughs> Veering from the closets was the exquisite bedroom with marble countertops to match the floors. Entertaining come easy with the Wahlberg family built-in theater which provided seating for more than a dozen people at any given time mark also built a full-scale gym in his family home where he was known to keep a rigorous routine and even last year packed on 20 pounds in just three weeks for his role as a boxer turned priest in an upcoming film father stew father, father stew oh, terrible name in 2018 Wahlberg shocked his followers when he revealed his carefully regimented, regimented schedule where he claimed that his typical day began with him waking up at 2.30 a.m., followed by prayer time 15 minutes later getting into the gym by 3.40 a.m. Fuck that. <laughs> 2.30 in the morning. Time to go to bed. Six. 
But the real sweet spot was the outdoor space, which was transformed into a serene hideaway with a sparkling pool and a spa, in addition to a resort-like grotto. Wahlberg included a fire pit and sitting area to into the design uh, plans when building the massive pool area outside, which is nearby the guest. Oh, there's a guest house and a, and a, and a skate park. <laughs> I wonder if Cato stays there now. And after a swimming a few laps, he made sure he could practice his swings in his own five-hole golf course built to the side of the property. The impressive estate was built from the ground up after Mark purchased the land for $8.25 million, which we read that already. And, yeah, it's just obscene, dude. It's pretty obscene, but, hey, good on him. I Again, I, I commend the guy for doing that, but holy shit. Yeah, I don't blame him. You got that kind of money. I mean, what else are you going to do with it? When you I got guess. that kind of scratch. I guess. I mean, what what could you spend that kind of scratch on? I guess you buy houses and cars and Yeah, but but the thing is is they didn't say where he was going from here. Right. You know, so he's he's selling this castle yeah. with all the amenities you could possibly want. And then what? You go yeah. Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of California. They're they're bleeding dry. Well, and you know what this the crazy thing is is this guy. I mean, he's got a lot of money. He's got what what we say two hundred eighty five million dollars, almost three hundred million. It's a shit ton of money. It is, and he's spending money like crazy, and he's not even coming close to spending at all. You know, and and this is the kind of shit that he buys. Mm -hmm. What kind of lonely fucking existence is it if you're? Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or whatever. I mean, you have so much money that nothing matters. Yeah. I mean, this guy has so much money that nothing matters. Yeah. And it's, it's not even, it's not even a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and that's what I mean. And, and here's the thing <clears throat> you brought up, you know, some of the richest people in the world. When did Elon Musk become the most richest guy in the U S fairly recently how did he surpass bezos and how did he surpass um um microsoft guy i don't know i can't imagine it's from selling teslas <laughs> no except that he did get a shit ton of money from governments for teslas yeah it's he got a shit ton of because he got all of that fucking that um what do you call that the um r d money Okay. When, when, uh, Obama was in office to, to try and build the electric cars to reduce the carbon footprint, man. Well, all I heard for the last couple of years is how Bezos was the most wealthy person in the world or mm -hmm. in the U S at least. Yeah. And then, and then you heard obviously Bill Gates was obviously the most wealthy person, but yeah. now Elon Musk is the most wealthy person. It's well, like, both, how both did, are I don't think Elon, I mean, Elon's got a shit ton of money, obviously, Yeah. but I don't think Elon got to that place solely by out making their money. Don't forget both of those two you just mentioned are going through fucking divorces. I get it. I get so that's that. where they lost half their fucking wealth. I know, but, but I was just surprised that I heard recently, just this week or so that Elon, the most wealthy person, mm. and I'm just like, when did he become the top dog? Good to see an African-American do good. <laughs>
That's all I got to say. Right. He is. He's from Africa. Is he? Yeah, he's he's from Africa. Yeah. African American. Sure. All right. Well, you and I both uh like the the TV show, the Netflix show The Ranch. Yes, very much so. And and we liked uh, Sam Elliott. He was very sarcastic. Yeah. In his delivery on that show and you know, he's played some very iconic roles in many movies over the years and you know, obviously one of the ones that stick out for me is one of the most cheesy movies out there, Roadhouse. Right, sure. <laughs> you know, but uh, Sam Elliott's been around a long time. Well, apparently because of his age and experience and, you know, all the things that he's done in Hollywood over decades, uh, he was very critical of the movie The Power of the Dog. Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that. No. All right. Well, he did one thing that we disagree with. We don't okay. like. He did something we don't like. What's that? What did he do? Um, he what, went to Facebook. No, no. I don't know what he, it starts with an A. I don't know. Go. He apologized. Oh, geez. <laughs> Jesus, because of what? Something he said? He, something he said. Oh, you pussy. Yep. Sam Elliott, uh, Sam Elliott has apologized for his criticism of the Oscar-winning film The Power of the Dog, saying that he felt terrible about his hurtful remarks that many saw as homophobic. Oh, shut up. Here's how they saw it. Elliot 77 known for his frequent appearances in Westerns told the podcast in February that the Cowboys in the film were like the Chippendale dance dancers. And he was disturbed by Den Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal of a closeted gay ranch. hand. first of all, if the guy's name is Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberpatch or whatever, Cumber that, that's, that is gay jokes written all over it. Of Benedict course. Cumberpatch. Right. Cumber, was it Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch. With so, a he's a, so bend his dick, Cumberbatch. Get exactly. the fuck out of here. Exactly. Benedict what, Cumberbatch. What do you think, uh, what do you think uh, Sam Elliott had to say about Brokeback Mountain oh, so many years ago? You know, I thought the acting was very superb, and but <laughs> I'm sure it's something not close to that. Uh, he said, that's what all these fucking cowboys in the movies look like. He said on Mark Marin's on the, what the fuck, uh, podcast, okay. they're running around in chaps and no shirts. These are all illusions of homosexuality through that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Western in the Western? On Sunday, the actor who made his debut in the uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid apologized for his remarks, calling them clumsy and offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine Sam Elliott, who's been in some westerns and stuff. Yeah. Look at these faggots running around like that. God damn it. We didn't do that kind of shit. I could just see the phone call from his agent. 
uh, what do you mean I have to apologize? I meant everything I fucking said. <laughs> Not apologizing for shit. It's going to cost you rolls, Sam. All right, somebody write out what the fuck I need to say, and I'll pretend that I mean it. Exactly. You know that's how that conversation of went, course. too. Of course. I know he wasn't sitting in his house going, you know, I really I'm generally offended by what I said. I, I really shouldn't have said that. I, I got to get on social media and tell people how I feel. Right. Hey, hey, honey, what's my twatter login? <laughs> <coughs> guarantee you of course <coughs> that's not what he said it was all right somebody write something and i'll fucking say it like it's meaningful <coughs> it's my new role this week i'm gonna play concerned fucking hollywood dick that still wants to make money right at 77 mm -hmm. i'm trying to tell the guy the what the <coughs> fuck guy you mean mark maron <coughs> right are you right over there i'm choking I'm choking, choking on the embarrassment for Sam Elliott. Right. I was, I'm trying to tell the guy, the what the fuck guy, how I felt about the film. I wasn't very articulate about it. I think you were pretty articulate there, Sam. Yeah, I think you said it exactly how you felt. Yeah. I didn't articulate it very well. And it, well, what you mean is you didn't say it the way that it was politically correct is what that's right. Saying. You, you, you are say it in a way. You didn't say it in a way that'll keep you getting jobs. Right. You articulated it perfectly. Yeah. Because that's really what you thought. What I meant to say <laughs> was that even in today's world, cowboys can be anything they want to be. In fact, I really don't like the term cowboy. I like the term cow X. Or that cow way we don't identify. Cow person. Yeah, as a cow person, you know, I, I don't like to narrow down to a specific genre, gender. Right. I don't like that gender stuff. Right. I'm going to go with cow poke. That's an old term, but it kind of works here where I don't have to say boy. Cow poke. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, Sam. I didn't articulate it very well. He told a panel discussion at the Deadline Contenders Festival showcasing the television award season's contenders. Elliot was invited to talk about his Western TV show, 1883, a prequel to the popular hit Yellowstone. I said something, I said some things that hurt people, and I felt terrible about that. Well, the I will, I will give him credit on that, that Yellowstone fucking is a great show by the way yeah i've heard really good the the gay community has been incredible to me in my entire career and i mm -hmm. mean my entire career from before i got started in this town <laughs> so i used to work with a bunch of faggots but i never called them out as faggots because i knew that they were my ticket to uh, being able to get into the movies and tv so i, I just know. ignored it you know, when I was in the Big Lebowski, that movie was failing until the faggots jumped on to support it. <laughs> I became a big fan of the faggot right about then. When the when the faggots started supporting the Big Lebowski, that helped the movie greatly. I like the I like the fact that you knew Sam Elliott was in Big Lebowski. Of course I do. Yes, I didn't think that was one of your favorite movies. It's not, but you know, you know that scene with the milk. You only <laughs> thought it was milk. It was something else. Right. Let me tell you, it was a little salty. 
Exactly. That's all I'll say about that. Those cow pokes knew what they were putting in that milk bottle. That's <laughs> all I'll say. Friends on every level and every job description up until this day with my agent, my dear friend, my agent of a number of years. What is he saying? His agent is a faggot. I don't want to say anything about my agent, but his asshole swallows his underpants. That's all I'll say. Don't want to say anything too much, except his asshole sucks those underpants right in. It's a force, right. force fed wedgie from the suction of his asshole. That's right. all I'll say. Yeah. And I'm sorry I hurt any of those friends and someone that I loved and anyone else by those words that I used. <laughs> Elliot noted that he appraised director Jane uh, Campion, who won the Best Director Oscar. I also told this What the Fuck podcast. See, he's blaming Mark Marin for what he said. Yeah, no, blame yourself, dude. You said it. You said it. I told this what the fuck podcaster that I thought Jane Campion was a brilliant director and I want to apologize to the cast of power of the dog, brilliant actors all. And in particular, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> See, I just like to say, I know some faggots and they're okay with me. <laughs> Let me name a few. This, Bend this, over coming patch. Right. This just uh, comes off so bad. This is even worse than this is this is a time where you just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And and the way that he's trying to say this is as if Mark Marin some kind of goaded him into saying this. Well, you know, because Mark Marin is known for doing that, for being anti-leftist. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> really? Mark Marin? Yeah. Holy shit. Come I know on. this. It was just like, yeah, well, well, you know, he set me up. He yeah. sandbagged me, man, like we did with Jan Keeneman. That's right. This is a perfect example of when the apology is worse than the statement. It's terrible. I, I dude, I, I didn't even hear about this. And the only reason I'm hearing about now is because the apology is so fucking bad. Right? I mean, there's it's no terrible. other reason we would ever hear about because this. Because he's trying to shift the blame to Mark Marin. Yeah. Because it's, he won't say his name. He just said, well, this what the fuck podcaster guy. Well, he's trying to play it off like it was some little interview. Yeah. This, 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 this podcaster guy, this what the fuck. Meanwhile, it's like the top 10 biggest podcasts in the world. Yeah. Next to Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the big ones. I think it's fallen a little bit since the glory days, but it's still, still a big podcast. I mean, he had the fucking president on Sam. You're not going to convince us that he's just some dude. And he had a whole TV show made out around it. Yeah. The Mark, the Mark Marin show or whatever the heck that was. It yeah. was like four seasons. Yeah. Get over it, Sam. You're not going to convince us that it was just some fucking guy in his basement. It's some guy in his garage. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I can only say that I'm sorry. And I am, I am damn it. Yeah. New Zealand born, uh, campion 67 on March 12th described Elliot as a little bit sexist and a bitch for criticizing the movie's theme of re repressed homosexual desire. Jesus Christ. Can, all right. I'm going to take Sam's ridiculous apology out of this for a second. Cause yes. it's, he's, he's digging himself a huge hole. He is. But let's just get really real for a second here. Can we? Can Hollywood finally fucking accept 
that these old fucking guys, these really old actors are not going to in real life be pro men sucking cock. Yeah. Can we just accept that? He's 70 fucking seven. Most of his life was spent thinking, kill the faggot. Yeah, of course. Not, not, not appreciate him for his fucking, you know, what he brings to the table and let's, let's appreciate his pronouns and all this other shit. These guys are old school. Sam Elliott probably started acting in the fucking fifties. He's not going to be, well, I've got me a rainbow flag on my, <laughs> on my house. He's not going to be that guy. No. And this in this, in this, in this, uh, this director, she's no spring chicken. She's 67. This is a guy that's been making fag jokes for 60 fucking years. And now you think he's going to be like down with diversity. Get the fuck out of here with this. He's not just accept it. He's not. <laughs> oh, idiots. I'm sorry. He was being a little bit of a bitch. He's not a cowboy. He's an actor. She told Variety at the Directors Guild of America Award in Los Angeles. The West is a mythic space, and there's a lot of room on the range. I think the, the rump range. The range, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit sexist. I consider myself a creator. I think he, I think he thinks of me as a woman or something lesser first, she added, noting that he takes more of an expansive view of the Western genre. Because he's been in fucking 400 Westerns. Yeah, of course. That's his, that's what he's known for. That's his, that's his gig. That's like saying John Wayne should have thought about something other than Westerns. Right. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. Just uh, Hollywood is just a fucking pit of shit. <laughs> it is just a pit of shit. I agree. In the interview at the center of the controversy, Elliot said the main gripe stemmed from the implications that the character Phil Burbank was a closeted gay man and that the movie over -crit critiqued the masculine image of the West. The myth is that they were these macho men out there with the cattle. I just came from Texas where I was hanging out with families, not men, but families, big long extended multiple generational families that made their living and their lives uh were all about being cowboys and boy when i fucking saw the movie i thought what the fuck he said where's the western in the western he added that he also was angry that the lead acts actor benedict cumberbatch's character never seemed to remove his chaps benedict cumberbatch every fucking time he'd walk in from somewhere he never was on a horse. He'd be walking into the fucking house, storm up the fucking stairs, go lay in his bed in his chaps and play the banjo. <laughs> then he'd make a call to Johnny cakes. <laughs> Ask him if he wanted to go dancing. Right. The actor also went on to question the suitability of champ champion asking how a woman from down there that is New Zealand can know about the American West. Elliot, however, did call Campion 67 a brilliant filmmaker and said she did not agree with the direct the direction of the power of the dog. Earlier this month, Camp Campion uh, was questioned over her directing choices and whether 
or not she ever worried about overdoing all the leather and the ropes and the chaps. <laughs> the director said she encouraged the homosexual fetish and gear scene in the movie. So well, she was all, she was all about it. I'm glad I didn't see this movie. What's it called? The Power of the Dog? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be sure to never watch this. Yeah, Jesus it's, Christ. It's right up there with Brokeback Mountain, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I've never seen that either. Uh, too, I never did either. The too much leather and ropes and chaps. I encouraged it, she said to the Guardian. She also said she knew parts were quite eroticized, including scenes where Peter, that would be Cody Smith McPhee, is hiding a rope. Um, Phil Cumberbatch had given him under his bed. See, here's I'm gonna stop you right here for a second. This is this whole story is the systematic problem with Hollywood. Yeah, because they're forcibly trying to force these types of agenda into something that has nothing to do with. First of all, you're in fucking Hollywood. Doesn't matter what the real West is versus what your perception of the West is. Right. It's the perception that is what you're making a movie on. You're making a a movie based on the perception of the West, the cowboy world, the mm -hmm. fucking cattle rustler world, what the perception is. You're not making a movie to tell fucking men to fucking start taking eight inches up their poop chute. Yeah. It's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Home, home on the rump range. Yeah. Where the deer and the faggots play. Exactly. Get out of here with this. Well, again, it's, it's trying to interject a, an ideology into something that has been a very pure thing for decades where, yeah. you know, the the average american or or people around the world who thought about or saw movies about the the western i mean you didn't see clint eastwood going hmm that guy over there in the uh, few dollars more he's looking mighty fine to me yeah you know never thought that it was just like these are rugged cowboy dudes they're just men's men they're out there doing man things and you don't sit there man he looks awful good in those chaps Mm, we're going to catch us some cows. We're going to wrestle the cows. And then we're going to fuck each other in the in their. Never mind. I'm fucking stumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop there when I'm stumbling. <laughs> as as ONA would say, punching out. <laughs> punching out of that one. <laughs> Car crash. Exactly. Cumberbatch 45 hit back at Elliot, describing his comments as a very odd reaction to the movie. Why is it odd? Because it's not the it's not the Hollywood way. All right. The power of the dog follows Cumberbatch's uh, character Phil Burbank as a menacing rancher whose brothers uh, surprisingly get married to a, surprisingly gets married to a woman. Oh, <laughs> who that moves. never happens out in the West. I thought you liked penis. What are you doing with that stanky vagina? Bringing her into our cabin. And more to the point, when did when did people in the west out west start marrying women? When did men start marrying women? That never happens in fucking Texas, does it? There's zero zero heterosexual couples in Texas, the last I heard. Right. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. He surprisingly gets married to a woman who moves into their ranch with her son. The film centers around Burbank's anger over his repressed feelings as he torments his new sister-in-law and her son at their Montana ranch until he learns to love his family. 
it was filmed in New Zealand as a substitute for Montana because Campion wanted to direct it in her native country. Cumberbatch also noted there is still a massive intolerance in the world large towards homosexuality because it's not normal. Yes, well, there is a there is an intolerance to it because people find it repulsive. Well, with a name like Cumberbatch, he's going to fucking change some ideas. Normal people look at homosexuality as repulsive. End of story. It's just like, ooh. Well, it, it's the same as anything else. I, it's the same as, it's the same as, um, I don't want to go to the pedophile thing because that's, you know, but, but it really is the same as, you know, people look at what other people do in life. And are repulsed by yeah, different things. Yeah, they want to throw up in their mouth a little bit. Yeah, no matter what it would be. You know, there's people that think that people that listen to heavy metal music are fucking scumbags and fucking, you know, degenerates. And, and devil worshipers. And, yeah. You know, all that other stuff. Yeah, and all that other shit, which is, you know, it's a fucking half-truth. Like, all of it is a half-truth. You know, I mean, look, you want to fuck a guy in the ass, go ahead. Be my guest. Fuck as many dudes in the ass as you want. Other dudes. Just don't fucking make me a don't make me a participant because I'm not interested in it. And more to the point B don't wait for me to tell you what a brave and fucking outstanding human being you are by where you put your dick. Cause I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to give that to you ever. I'm never going to agree to that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm trying very hard not to say anything about a very odd. It's not an odd reaction that happened the other day in a radio podcast over there. Cumberbatch who stars as a repressed gay cowboy in the film without meaning to stir over the ashes uh, of that. Someone really took offense to what I haven't heard it. Let's see. Took offense. I haven't heard it, so it's unfair for me to comment in detail to the so West. So then don't. And why are you bringing it up? It's uh, I haven't heard it. It's unfair for me to comment, but I want you all to go look at it because ultimately I really want you to fucking hammer this guy that said things against my agenda. Right. Fuck you, Cumberbun. I don't <laughs> care what you fucking say. Cumberbun. <laughs> Whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> His co-star Jesse Plemons said Elliot's comments made him laugh. I know there's a different layer to that. He said, not everyone has to like it. I'll just say that. And that's just fine. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. Not everyone has to like it. Yeah. At least that whoever said that, that, gets that, was, it. that was one of the other co-actors in that movie. Yeah. That, at least they get it. Yeah. Nobody's going to like everything. That's true. You know, there's people who think the Godfather is a shit movie. Now, admittedly, they're retarded, but there are people <laughs> that think that. <laughs> oh my God. All right, I'll let you pick a tune and we'll we'll come back and wrap up the show. All right. Um bum, 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 bum. how about if we go with uh I've been in a mellow mood tonight. Should I go okay. mellow or should I go heavy? I don't care. You just pick something. I'm, I'm gonna go with um the Lost and the Forgotten from Primal Fear. How's that? Oh, really? Primal. From Metal Commando. Let's see here. Primal Fear? Yep. The Lost and the Forgotten? Yep. Nope. Oh, there it is. All right. I got it. 
All right. Well, we're going to play a few tunes. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. <laughs> Hopefully we'll avoid all the gay stuff. Let's try to. <laughs> Cause Sam Elliott, he's a bigot and he's a homophobe and yeah. he's, he's intolerant and he's not inclusive. And <laughs> yeah, sure. All the, okay. all, the other, all the other bullshit that you could throw in there. That's right. Because he's not allowed to have a thought or a, pro- a viewpoint that differs from ours. That's right, because he's in Hollywood. Because lips would shut you down in a minute. <laughs> right. You fucking asshole. That's right. All right. Well, here's Primal Fear exclusively here. On your classic. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill... Fuck you, pal. Hand job. With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, my patriot supply.